Advisory services offered through Prime Capital Investment Advisors, LLC, PCIA, a federally registered investment advisor, Overland Park, Kansas. The following or preceding commentaries and responses are the opinions of Jason Noble, Andy Merchant, and their guests, and are not necessarily the opinions of PCIA, are for informational and educational purposes only, and are not and should not be considered investment advice. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Welcome to 20 Minutes of Clarity, the podcast that focuses on strategies and ideas to answer the wealth questions you have, hosted by Prime Capital Wealth Advisors Jason Noble and Andy Merchant. As wealth advisors, they've spent years navigating the complex world of finance and wealth management for their clients. Each week, they share practical tips and insights to help you achieve your financial goals. Whether you're looking to start a business, build your investment portfolio, or simply improve your personal finances, the next 20 minutes promises to be informative, engaging, and most importantly, actionable. 20 Minutes of Clarity starts now. Welcome to 20 Minutes of Clarity, your go-to podcast for financial insights and advice. I'm your host, Jason, and joining me today is Andy Merchant, a financial expert here at Prime Capital Investment Advisors. Today, we're going to go into a, di- uh, deep and diver in, uh, deep and diver. Could you imagine that, right? Just deep and diver. No, we're going to get into final- foundations of wealth. There's a lot of things that we could cover in this, right, Andy? But we wanted to narrow it down to two important factors that we keep on seeing on a consistent basis that we believe a small tweak here, an adjustment there can make a big difference over time. And that's going to be about the, but the, the importance of budgeting and savings, right? That cash flow and then importance of emergency funds as well. Would you agree with that agenda for today? I agree with that agenda for today. And I might just take a quick step back is, you know, we all had a great uh, kickoff call last year. Hopefully everybody or last week could have heard that. Um, for 2024, uh, Jason, I just really wanted to be laser focused in our content for you and the messaging. Because one of our key promises is that uh, most of our ideas and the ideas that we provide are actionable. And so um, you can expect for the rest of this 2024 podcast season for us is very specific, actionable ideas. And I cannot find a better way to start it off than with the foundations of wealth. So I think we're going to we're going to have a great discussion today um, to get this year kicked off in, in full fashion. Yeah, and if you're listening, right, and and you you get one to two things to take away, then we reached our goal. Now, what if you are taking three or more things away for your personal finances? This is where we want you to go to clearpicturefinancial.com. You can look at other content that we have created, but then scroll down, and you can enter in your information so one of our specialists can reach out and schedule that introductory conversation with you. So without further ado, let's just get into the importance of budgeting and savings. Andy, I'll have you kick it off because I always love your insight. Why is that so important? Well, it knows where you're, where you're going. Um, you know, you got to know where you're starting. You got to know what you're planning on spending. Otherwise, um, you can't make the, the important financial decisions, you know, and, and I know that, you know, most of our listeners, people we talk to don't get excited about, let me go create a budget. Uh, let me be accountable to my budget. Um, but if you want to make change, if you want to change your mindset, you got to start by understanding how money flows and where it goes. And uh, being at the early part of the year, it's just such a really good time to kind of reset your mindset, um, you know, refocus on on spending. And, you know, we all have budgets. And when I say budget, Jason, I'm not saying necessarily um, go out and break down your living expenses, you know, by how much you're eating out to entertainment. 
you know, for some of those that are listening, I think that's very important. If you're very detailed and really need to focus on it, then do so. Um, I'm talking more about what are you budgeting for those large expenses? Um, do you need a, a new vehicle that you're planning on purchasing? Are you, do you have a child that's going to be going off to college and maybe you're a little delayed in planning on that? Um, are you a little behind in your retirement savings and you need a budget um, more allocation to that? Those are all things that we can set right now. And that's what I'm excited to kind of just uh, keep people, make people aware of this week. Yeah. And in my meetings, I really don't talk about budget too often. I do have a conversation more of just cash flow. And are there ways that we can optimize that money in and then money out on what do we do with the difference? So in the difference is really where the value is added. And my, this is my humble opinion. What I mean by what's in the difference is, are we putting that money towards like a debt snowball or a debt avalanche approach? Are we paying off high interest credit card debt and things of that nature, right? So are we doing that? Or are we starting to build out that emergency savings account? Or is the emergency savings account good, but it's not adequate enough? We need to put more towards that. That's what we could do with the difference. And then last but not least is long-term investing. Right. If we have those other things taken care of, then we then, then we then we met the milestone to then be able to go down into lo looking at longer term investing approaches. But what I look at is money in. Right. So what are your income sources? Now, what if your income sources is income source, meaning your W2, right, where you work? That's okay. That's okay. It, it is maybe not ideal, but that's okay to get started because then I could look at what your expenses are. So when I, 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 I had, I got reached out by ARP and they asked me to talk about this important topic when inflation was just going crazy. And I was like, just break down your expenses into two categories, essential and discretionary. Now, I'm not going to tell you, Andy, or anyone else that's listening right now that Starbucks coffee is a discretionary expense. I'm not going to do that. I'm not, okay? Mm -hmm. I'm, I could say you could get a Keurig, but I'm not going to go down that path. But you tell me what is essential. You tell me what is discretionary. You just put a simple E or a D next to the, next to the, the spending, and then we could break down, okay, look at this. If you look at how much you're spending per month, let's just say your total spending is $10,000. And 70%, $7,000 is going towards discretionary expenses. 30% is going to essential. Well, then that tells me that we got some wiggle room there to work with, especially with that much being discretionary. Now, what if we do another meeting and SM $10,000 is their expenses, but now they have $9,000, 90%, going towards essential expenses, and only 10% going to discretionary, right? Maybe a less wiggle room, but then we got to look at what is those essential expenses, and should we be looking at ways to lower those costs? So do you see how I don't really look at budget per se? It's more of money in money out what do we do with the difference and if there's not enough difference there then let's start breaking down the money in and the money out part well i love how you say it and i think i think sometimes budgeting right jason gets so focused only on expenses um you know and that's the beautiful thing about the clear picture wealth program that i know everybody is becoming 
a household name on this podcast. That's that's kind of the backbone where we simplify, you know, the financial planning decisions that that everybody has to make. Um, instead of complicated that way, that's what we look at. You know, the things that we're looking at when it comes to money in is it's so important to know where your money is sourced, as you mentioned earlier. If you have the one source and it's a W two versus multiple sources, um, you know, you can really break down what your what your expected taxes are going to be or which deferral route makes the most sense. Um, that's budgeting, right? Um, the second thing is going to be, you know, is looking at, um, you know, when are you needing income and, and how are you going to start having to have that retirement plan taken? You have to budget for how much cash you can build up through the next year so you have enough. When you and I talk about that income bucket a lot and how much uh, for you and I, it's really important for our clients that are in retirement to know what that expense bucket is and income so we can say if you need 100000 using your sample and you know you've got Social Security coming in, we need to go see how much that portfolio um, is going to have to drive in order to, uh, to provide. And we'd rather do it with income built versus hoping that there's growth, right? Um, and my last point is that really what I try to get those to listen to is break down expenses as simple as you can when you do think about it. You've got living expenses. You've got debt, right? You've got if you're saving money, so your planned savings, you've got taxes. And then you've got your, your protection money, your insurance, your premium payments, and those things. That's about the only place that money can flow out to. And, what we, and to your point, which I love it, one of the key measurements is that when we see the money coming in and the money coming out, if they don't match, that's when we have that unspent savings category. And we can be a lot more intentional in how we help our clients allocate where their, their money flow should go. And that's why it's so important for that we're talking about this at the first of the year. Let me give an let me give an example of what Andy was talking about with unspent savings. So so based off of the information that the clients provided to me. Okay, so this is where they we're just doing a core values meeting. We we just had an introductory kind of conversation. So now they filled out data and then that data was sent to us. Okay. So we started to build out the analysis and when we were running through this uh, our program we saw that $74,000 was not accounted for. Okay. So I wish I just said 75 to make my life a little bit easier, but that'd be like $100,000 was coming in and we only had like $26,000 of where we saw the money going out to. So, and, and the numbers were a lot larger. They had about 400000 coming in and so forth and so on, but $74,000 difference there. So yeah. when we met and we had the, the conversation over the current financials and we had that dialogue over what's going on here with the 74,000, let's put some attention towards that. If, you know, when we work together, one of the things that came up was, and they didn't think to share this until we had that part of the conversation of, oh, well, what we're doing is we plan on starting a business. And we've been funneling that money into a business savings account so that we could have a nest egg to start the business on. Wonderful information that could have been provided before. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. and then they left out the business savings account as well. So once we knew that, it just took us a matter of moments to then be able to add that new account into the analysis add that savings goal and then start the conversation over what they really truly needed for starting the business. What does that look like? And then what, what can we do with the other money? There was 30,000 
that was put towards that. So what happened with all the rest? Now we're still seeing that there's a gap and we can have a conversation around it. The, the, the thing that I want to draw people into on this, okay, is most advisors, they may, may only focus on your expenses and what to do with the difference, may. Most of the time, they're going to say, what do you have to save? Save this much money, put this money in. Here's how much mm -hmm. you can put in the IRAs. Here's your maximums. Good luck with everything else. When we are doing this analysis, if we see that you are, you have high risk on your income source, for instance, like I, here in Charleston, there's publicly traded companies that are laying off staff. And if you're, let's say you're nearing retirement, probably not as big of a deal, but let's say you have another 15, 20 years left to work and you have one income source and you're you're fully reliant on that source of income for your entire livelihood. What can we do to see, is there other ways that we can have other sources of income coming in that is reliable income sources that are repeatable so that if something was to happen at work, you have this other income source to help you navigate through that, 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 that gap. So that leads us into emergency savings but like so far if you've been hearing and you're listening to what we're talking about what i'll say is go to clearpicturefinancial.com look at other content that we have created but scroll down and you could then enter in your information to schedule a conversation with andy or i so let's talk about that's a great segue going right into emergency funds so why is emergency savings and emergency funds so important andy well i'm not even change it to take out emergency funds that's kind of traditional mindset and you know how we like it on 20 minutes of clarity is we like to, to we're pay, pay, or paving our our own road here but um it's really about bank cash right that's the new term i'm using it and emergency right. savings or operating money is you know so important to have because if we talk about it a lot that if you don't have liquidity and you have a liquidity event then what do you have to do you have to rely on other people, whether it's bankers or things, which is generally going to detract from positive cash flow, money in and money out increases. And that just is a recipe that if it's long term and it's continual, it's not going to be a good a good mix. So it's important to have um, key ratios of, of money in case, you know, you do get laid off to Jason, to your point, or, you know, if you're in retirement and you got greater expenses, uh, maybe than what you budget for, because, you know, we don't know that until we go through it. So it's so important to have, you know, we could all use general rules, but bank cash should include probably around, you know, three to six months worth of expenses. So again, having that budget is going to help you know that. And then the second factor that I use is is the more of that emergency fund is having a little bit extra in the tank, um, just in case you do have one of those um, unexpected expenses. And, and that could be, you know, one or two months. Um, just depends on what Jason, what your point was earlier is how much volatility is your income. If you're in a low income volatility, mean you're pretty stable income, you can probably be a little bit more conservative in those two numbers, right? But if you're in a high sales commission and a high turnover type industry, paying attention to what's going on, maybe your expense ratios are a little higher. Um, you probably need to have a little extra in the emergency tank. And so, you know, one to two months. Uh, is important for those two reasons. But think of it as bank cash because that's what it's there for. It's liquid. You can access it and it handles your operation. And it's a number uh, we recommend you just keep filling 
And then anything above and beyond is where you get the opportunity to put into more of a cash management account. But that's how I approach it. How about you? Yeah, we're not too far off. I like that there is a difference. When I'm looking at the volatility of the income, I I will go up to a year um, on how much they should have as far as expenses set aside. I think about my clients that work on oil rigs out there in the Gulf of Mexico, like their income could be very volatile based off of what's going on with oil prices. So we need to have more. Um, I think of um, uh, my clients who are business owners and like, uh, like uh, I'm coming top of my head, some lawyers that I work with where they're paid by the case. If people aren't reaching out because they don't have situ- situations popping up and their income could be pretty volatile. So we'll have closer to nine months of cash at a side. Um, my clients who are married with young kids, kids are expensive, Andy. Oh my oh. goodness gracious. It's right? a whole budget category. It's a whole thing. And then, and then, and then if they start getting into sports, Right, just the registration fees and then traveling around. Okay, okay, we could go down a, a a spiral there. But what I'm getting at is that would be closer to six months, if not higher, on like baseline what we want to have, and like what it will be traditionally termed as an emergency savings account. Okay, now with the interest rate environment that we're in right now, banks are still giving out zero point zero nothing on the bank on savings accounts. So opening up a cash management account where it's going into conservative investments, um, very liquid. I mean, liquidity being one day, right? So very liquid, right? You still have some in the savings, but you have more of that six months going into that type of account so that you can get a little bit of return on your money. Andy, you touched about, you touched on this earlier. I just want to bring it back. So a major expense or a major trip coming up. So let's look at a major trip coming up. Let's say that's going to be, let's just say it's going to be $10,000 at the end of the year. Well, what we would want to start doing is making sure we still, we get up to six months for the baseline emergencies that come up because life always happens in threes. I don't know what that's about, but we have that. And then it's like, okay, we need $10,000. We would want to make sure we're saving just about $850 extra a month into that type of a low risk, very secure, conservative approach. So when you could go on the trip at the end of the year, you could spend your $10,000. Go ahead and get the points. I don't care. Go ahead and do that. But then you're going to pay off the debt immediately before there's any interest charged by the credit card company because you have that money set aside. Yeah. Now, this is what I do for my clients that are in retirement. This is the conversations I have for my clients while they're working. But I got to say, even though they budget like 10000 they go out and they do their, they have an awesome trip. They send me this, they show me and send me the pictures. I love it. They don't always spend what they expected to spend. A lot of times they come in actually below 10,000 in this example. They come in around 8,500. So when we have the conversation like, hey, you have this extra 1,500, do you have anything coming up in the, new, in the next year? This is what talking with a financial planner is doing. Like they're looking at what's to come next, anything coming up. Okay, let's take that 1,500 and allocate it towards this new goal that you have. So we have this money set aside 
not exposed to short-term market volatility and the risk that could be taken. But now, what if they say to me, I don't have anything? Oh, let's take that 1500 and put it in towards long-term long-term investing. Have that money available for you down the road when you're going to need it, and we could go more conservative down the road when that gets closer. Yeah, well, and, and as, we, as we transition on that, right, the whole point of what we're trying to do and help clients do is be proactive with their money and to optimize their cash flow. This whole session today that we talked about is about setting realistic budgets with yourself, understanding your large expenses to your point. If you do come in under budget, that's a great thing. You're not going to be a surprise. If you come over a little bit over, it's not going to be as painful. So having a solid plan, which I think is a is a base of our Clear Picture Wealth program. So as Jason's kind of alluded to a few times, if you just go to clearpicturefinancial.com, there are so many cool resources and stories that we've built up and we're putting out there. But the main one on there, we love our Clear Picture Wealth strategy, which is part of our onboarding program. But if you're listening today in my book, sit down, have that have that glass of wine, that cocktail, or you know, have a great coffee morning with uh, with the other decision makers in your household and set a budget. Understand where your expenses are going to, and um, you know, I think you're going to be on a good path going forward. But take us home, Jason. Thank you for listening to 20 Minutes of Clarity. That was Andy Merchant. I'm Jason Noble. Until next time, have a great day.